Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Well, hey everybody, the rain is coming down, it is cold outside, and I have a cold. If I sound congested, it's because I am congested. I picked up something over the weekend um, and... I was really sick on Sunday, but I think I am on the downhill of this, um, not at its peak. But if you could send some prayers my way, that would be appreciated. Nobody likes being sick. With that said, I didn't want to skip today uh, just because I'm sick. Uh, I'm going to try to get through this without too many coughs or sniffles because I, I really feel like in processing through this today, Jesus has something for us. God has something for us here. In that last week, we were, uh, again, we're in John chapter 12. We were talking through when uh, Philip and Andrew go to Jesus to try and set up a meeting between Jesus and these Greeks who said we would see Jesus, that significant statement uh, Jesus answers with the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So we talked about what it looks like um, with Jesus as the example, Jesus being that grain of wheat that he's about to go and die. Um, And then from that, so much fruit is going to come from it not just the initial stock that is life, but that it will bear more life and more life and multiply. And also it has a nourishing quality. So this picture is really pretty complex. And we talked about some examples of some people who really did lay down their lives um, by witnessing the example of what Jesus um, went through on the cross. But we see here in verse 27, it says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So that's verses 27 and the start of 28. And I want to stop there today um, and just hone in and focus in a little bit more on Jesus's what Jesus is about to go through. Um, When I read this, I immediately think of, because he's putting that picture of, should I say, save me from this father, or should I focus in on the glory of God? Now, where does this immediately bring us? Well, we see that, so this is something that doesn't show up in the gospel of John, but it does show up in the gospel of Matthew. That when Jesus is in the garden, so we're, we're fast forwarding a little bit here. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane the, the night before, um, at the night he is betrayed. And um, Jesus says something very interesting as he's 
spending time with the father, um, under tremendous pressure, he says, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. We've talked about on here how God is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. He's an omni-God, and he has these characteristics that are very big and way larger than even we can uh, really think through and process through as human beings. Um, And Jesus is still all these things. He is all God. He is fully God, but also fully man. And so in this moment, he knows what he's about to go through. And what I really want to lean into today, through these through te- these two texts, we can recognize and see that Jesus never asks us to do anything that he hasn't already done to the most extreme degree. Uh, we've talked about on this uh, on this podcast before the that we as human beings have a capacity to lead eight to ten people really well. Of course, Jesus went one or two steps further, and he led twelve people really well. One of them, whom he knew, was somebody who would betray him, um, and most of them um, would walk away from him in his. Um, greatest moment of of trial or or pain and suffering in his life. Yet he continued to lead these guys. So he goes one step further than we would ever have to go to when he calls us to be be disciplers or disciple makers, right? Um, but we look at self sacrifice and the suffering of Christ and. We talked about last week, what, what, what is God calling you into? Maybe let's do a check-in, and hopefully you did that this last week, um, or we'll do that this week if, if you haven't been challenged with that yet, or we're just challenged with it. Um, yeah, let's check in with God and see what is he calling us to? How is he calling us to die? But Jesus doesn't ask us to do this without him putting skin in the game, literally. So we, we see that in scripture that God is a triune God. That word isn't in the Bible. It's, it's been put together to explain a concept in the Bible that God is three persons, one God, that he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that the, the Father wills it all, um, the Son would carry out the Father's will, and then the Holy Spirit being the de- delight between the two. And so God sends one of his persons, his Son, to die on a cross. And we are seeing Jesus in these two statements Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I? Now is my soul troubled, period. And what shall I say? So he's stating that his soul is troubled. And what should he say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come 
to this hour. He's leaning into the will of God, just like in Matthew 26, where it says, you know, Father, if there's any other way, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, in the same breath, he says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. There was tremendous pain and suffering. Even that night, we see in other accounts that he, he started to sweat drops of blood because of the tremendous pressure he was on in the midst of that he was about to take on the weight of sin, this internal pressure he was about to put, put on sin. And he was about to be brutally murdered physically. He was going to have skin ripped from his flesh. He was going to be denied from his, uh, denied by his own people, um, the people he created and the people he called. And he was going to be brutally beaten and then hung on a cross to be tortured to death, to suffer via suffocation to death. Not just that, but Jesus putting on the weight of sin and putting on sin meant there was a moment of separation between the son and the father that he took on that moment of separation and defeated it for us. But, but it's, it's like a part of you, a part of your being being ripped from you for a moment, that internal weight that internal pressure, him stepping into that moment and knowing what was going to happen caused deep, like tremendous pain and suffering, even in these moments preceding. Remember, in, in the Gospel of John, we are in the week preceding this time. Jesus knows what is coming, and he is there, and he is in the midst of it, and he is pointing to the fact that his soul is troubled. But Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. How on earth do we step into hard situations that God is calling us into? It's by the glory of God. It is by looking at him. We open up the scripture day after day, not to figure out what to do next, but to witness the glory of God. Why are we living the way that we live? Why are we following Jesus? Because we witness the glory and the love and the grace and the mercy and all the things that God is. We get to witness how he has provided for his people, how he is a great provider, provider, how he is a great healer, how he is a king of a kingdom that is upside down and that is the remedy to the evil in this world, even the evil inside of us in our flesh and the supernatural evil that would oppose his kingship. We see that God is love, that he is light. As we read this text, we also see that he is a suffering savior that went before us and he suffered worse than we could ever suffer in our life so that we can step into the suffering that we may be called to filled with his very spirit, knowing that we can overcome with him 
in us, by our side, walking with us, guiding us, that the Father communicates with us and, and through the power of his spirit and his will can live out in us that Jesus gives us the confidence because he has gone before and he has made a way for us to walk in the way that God has created us to walk. And then his spirit is inside of us, empowering us to move in that way. If we look for a moment at the suffering of Jesus we are able to look at the things before us, the things that maybe we're being called into, the place of discomfort that we're being called into. And we can have the confidence to move forward. If Jesus, by the power of his spirit, by the power of who he is, went through that kind of suffering, so can I. I can go through this suffering that pales in comparison to the suffering he endured. And this all comes by faith, faith and trust in Christ. I was listening to a, a podcast this week and, and we're, the, it was the staff uh, at the church I work at and at Yakima Foursquare. And, and we, uh, we were listening to this podcast by this gal who uh, she leads three major organizations that are are doing incredible things around the world and and this person who you would think um, is highly organized has it all put together because um, she's doing incredible things her and her husband throughout the world uh, they they pastored together as well as lead these organizations um, she says to those she leads when you look at the picture of Peter getting out of the boat to follow Jesus, that required a certain amount of faith. And Jesus wants to lead us to a place where we have to trust in him. And she says she's at a place in her life where she is so far out of the boat that she can't even see the boat. She needs Jesus every moment of every day. When we have the suffering Savior, when we have Jesus who looked this pain, remember this omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God looked this kind of suffering and this pain square in the eye and he said, Father, glorify your name, not my will, but your will be done, Father. And he places his spirit inside of us. What couldn't we accomplish that God is calling us to? If God is behind us, driving us forward, and he is in front of us, calling us to him, why do we fear the unknown and the uncomfortable? Is God calling you to something in your life that you are scared of? that you feel the weight and the pressure that is crippling you and you don't know what to do because it, it's unknown. We love to, it, to move through life and things be easier. I talk with people all the time who say, man, like money is really tight. I wish there was a way to put in the least amount of effort and make the most about, amount of money because money makes things easier in life, right? You see it all over YouTube. This is the mentality that our 
our world has. We see in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but have your mind renewed. Have your mind renewed. As we look at Jesus, let's witness his wonderful, wonderful suffering and the posture of his heart in the midst of it. Could we ask him together this week, God, would you grow our confidence in what you are calling us to through witnessing your confidence in the face of suffering, in the week of suffering, in the night of your betrayal? God, would you help us to move forward in life by the power of your spirit, we thank you for your, your confidence that you went and, and, and you took that pain, you took that suffering head on for us, that we can live life and life abundant. And the beautiful thing about this, the beautiful beautiful thing about this is glory comes on the other side that we don't suffer in vain that what god is calling us to that may look uncomfortable that as we are conformed to his likeness and we step into situations where we require we require him we need him we have a a, a we couldn't move forward without him. What comes from, from us stepping in to those seasons, stepping in obedience and following in the way of Jesus is glory. It's the glory of the father that his love will be displayed. His light will shine and people will be saved. People will see you as his ambassador, being obedient, stepping in the way that he stepped, moving in the confidence that he moved in, even into hard places. And they're going to want some of that. They're going to see Christ in you, on you, leading you. And that is a life of purpose. That is a life of fulfillment. I just wanted to encourage you guys with that today. I know it's only two, I mean, even just one and one and a half verses, but let's focus on that today, that Jesus can supply the confidence we need to step into what we are being called to because he confidently stepped into the suffering of the cross. Hey, I love you guys. Uh, you have a great week. Again, please send some prayers my way. I'd love to be through this sickness. And we'll talk again ne next week. Looking forward to it. <laughs>